0: Welcome to M-Square Podcast, one of the leading marketing and entrepreneurship podcasts in India. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of M-Square Podcast. That is Marketing with Manik, and I am your host, Anurag Manik. Today, our guest comes from London, United Kingdom. She's an experienced entrepreneur, podcaster and radio presenter, and she's radically honest around personal development and willing to bear it all. Today, we have with us from London, United Kingdom, Miss Natridge. she is featured on major publications like mary claire metro london times out and magazines such as stylist balance dose closer and heat plus conde nest traveler and many many more she has conducted workshops and webinars she's a serial entrepreneur and a person development coach helping creatives corporate workforces and individuals to live more fulfilled and authentic lives she runs regular the and Be Your Life webinars and is the founder and creative director of I Am Sound Academy, a personal development platform focus on using sound and self-awareness to generate emotional well-being that lasts and in this episode of mscarf we are going to tell you the verbal cues and the sound cues which you need to implement on your professional and personal lives to achieve more in your personal and professional life and especially in your professional life which tone to use to get your clients to you know to crack the deal what tone to use to get that much needed appraisal and what tone to use to get the work done and that all will be covered in this episode of M-Square Podcast and you know to further delve more into the work uh, workology of Miss Nat Ridge. she's a seasoned radio pr- radio presenter chatting away in the studio is Nat's happy place she's also an experienced inspirational and motivational speaker so when you see her name marked down on a list of speakers be prepared to hear some awkward and relatable moments and in this podcast we have had a lot of them and as Nat says there have been many in, in her life and sharing these is what she does best this usually makes people laugh or cry with empathy at how crazy life can be at times and we are definitely going to laugh crazily at a lot of points in this episode of the Square podcast so please listen to this entire episode to get the most out of it she has helped the regentist university point blank music college scotland university symmetrical agency eo network amsterdam dance Event, brighton music conference woman ibiza and ibiza spirit festival so let us begin this festival with miss natrich on the M Square podcast show Today, with your host Anurag Manik and our esteemed guest, Ms. Natraj. So without any further ado, let's dive right into this episode of the M-Square Podcast. Today we have with us Natraj. She's a speaker, voiceover artist, founder and creative director of IM Sound, which is a subscription-based membership for creatives that teaches people how to use sound, energy, and vibration to enhance both their work and personal lives on a daily basis. She has featured on various magazines like Marie Claire, Metro, London Times, and a million and a different other magazines, such as Stylist, Balance, Door, and many more. So welcome, Nat. We welcome you to M-Square. So today we're going to discuss on how emotional well-being is important for your entrepreneurial journey and how our own beliefs limit us in, you know, pursuing our own passion aside by doing doing a job from 9 to 5 and you know just to ensure we pay our bills while we uh, pursue our passion so welcome that and like I welcome you all on behalf of all my listeners and welcome to M-Square.
1: Thank you so much. It was a great introduction. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. That,
0: like If you can give us a you know, brief intro, like what is IM sound? It sounds very interesting on what is IM sound, like using vibrations to enhance, you know, like mm-hmm. life and how a, a person like who's an entrepreneur who's who are just starting in the journey, how, you know, like how they can understand like more about
1: it yeah so i am sound is basically uh, there's kind of four parts to it which we're putting together which will fully be available next year it's designed around something called the self method which is my own personal method that i created it's understanding sound energy lifestyle and freedom so the first part um, is based around sound which will release first in january and that is teaching people the uh, you know their relationship to sound so lots of people think of sound and they think of music but we're actually made of vibration. We're made of sound. We are constantly moving energy. And once you realize that and you truly understand what you're made of, you realize that everything around you has an effect on you. So it's it's a vibration. So you'll walk into a room and there may be somebody arguing in the room before you you can feel the energy of the conversation. You're like, oh, it doesn't feel very nice. Or maybe if your parents or so are having an argument and you walk into the kitchen and you're like, oh, awkward, and you want to go in the other direction. It's this feeling that we have is very much real. And we can change that feeling around us and inside of us at any point based on the decisions that we make in our life. So, one of the big things that we are concentrating on is showing people that they are actually made of sound, what actually sound is, how we hear the exploration of, of going deeper into that, and then understanding that what music does for us and how that actually works and how it improves our mood or also you know your relationship to someone else if there's a, a miscommunication and, and the environment in which you two are talking is distorted in some way which is a which is a word used in in sound quite a lot is. It doesn't flow. There's no harmony. But if you change your tone and you pitch things in the right way, which are also words that we use in music, it's helping you become a better person at communicating. And this is what we want to do more than anything, is help people to understand the most important thing on the planet is communication. In every area, in every business, in every part of your life, communication is 101, but it's never been given to us or, or, or made available to us, to, you know, to easily access how we might access our feelings or how can we talk to someone, you know, in the right way. We were never taught that at school. I don't know what it's like for you guys in India, but we weren't at school. We didn't, you know, didn't get taught how to communicate in any way. Um, so we want to bring that back and we want to help people understand what it truly means to effectively communicate their feelings. Because on an entrepreneurial journey. Some people might not be interested in spirituality or in any kind of, let's, some people might still think it's woo-woo or a little bit you know, yoga and all of this kind of stuff. But what we're concentrating on is the well-being of each human. Now, you might not have to be super spiritual. You might not believe in God. You might not believe in anything really. But whether you are tired or whether you are angry or whether you are frustrated will affect every part of your day. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're going to raise investment, for example, if you go in angry and tired and you're trying to get money from someone, they're not feeling the right energy from you. They're thinking, oh, this guy's a bit angry. I'm not going to put my money in that direction. You have a responsibility to control how you show up in life. And if you want to get further in life, you have to show up in a way that other people find attractive. Other people find easy to work with. Other people may think, oh, yeah, I will feel this guy. I feel this. I really want to work with this person. And by doing that, it's very important because then you can, you know, you can really get to where you want to go. But a lot of people have used their communication skills in the wrong way. Like a lot of women over time um, may have been, you know, taught that it's good to look pretty in a meeting or to go and flirt in some way. That's not a healthy form of communication because it's giving the investor or someone else the opportunity to see them in a different light and, and what they want to be doing is taken seriously and flirting is not going to get that. <laughs> it's not going to get the, uh, well, it might get you f- a yeah. certain way but it's not going to get you where you want to go. So it, that's kind of how it reflects and so we can really help people understand their vibe, their vibration, what they can do to improve it and then how they can use it in their day-to-day meetings.
0: Yeah, that's, that's like, this is a very, like amazing thing. I've never looked at it in this way, like the way you described, like that's a very great example to give, like if your parents were bickering in the kitchen and the center then you can feel that energy and then it just i feel like it catches up onto you your mood goes down and like when you mentioned that when you go to a meeting in a particular meeting so like i just wanted to ask this is a question which came up to me like suppose if in the same boarding the same boardroom in the previous meeting there was a huge you know like a fight or a chaos which occurred like does it catch us up into the next meeting Is like you suppose i'm the person going into that meeting and i have my pitch there like will it impact the people going in afterwards, even if I don't know what
1: happened before? So we are we are very sensitive to our surrounding environments, and we can pick up on certain energies around us, whether we're in part of that argument or not. It's just, for example, you know when you think about things like ghosts, and you'll see a ghost hunter and they go into this old building and instantly they can pick up on an energy that something was happening. Humans are susceptible to energies and to distortions in their environment. We can feel into those things that can make us feel uncomfortable. And, you know, look at feng shui they think about certain objects in the room can distort the environment and the flow so it is entirely possible for you to come into a room after there has been something gone into it or happened in it for you to come in and you not really feel comfortable or maybe the people that you're inviting into the into the meeting are like oh it's a little bit strange in here so it is entirely possible for that to happen a lot of people don't think You know, that that they don't really think about things like that. But some people who are really into this will, you know, they'll arrange the bookshelf in a certain way. They'll make sure the mirror's facing a certain way. They'll make sure they've got incense. But it's the same when you go into a supermarket. You think in a supermarket, all of those people going in and out all day long. And you'd be thinking it's pretty much dead energy in there. You know, no one's really excited in the supermarket, apart from me, because I geek out when I go shopping. But the, you know, going into that environment, they bake bread in the supermarket. They want it to smell right so you feel good as you're walking around the supermarket. So these things take place in business all the time. Smells, energy, placements of things, conversations, they're relative. And they all take a part in how good a day you can have. Like this
0: amazing example, like I now I was recollecting instead of the supermarket thing. There's a that feeling if you go like, and suddenly if you're going up there and it's very crowded, if you're going mm-hmm. during the festive season, you feel there is some sort of energy because people literally want to buy those stuff. They're like, I want to do it for this. Yeah. And that's very really amazing. Like, There's a different perspective to sound and vibrations we are going to get today, I feel. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, definitely. It's not just it's sound as you hear, but it's the feeling as well. It's the understanding. You know, when you when you hear music, it's one thing, but when you feel music, if you're in a party and you close your eyes and that somebody's just played a track and you're like, oh my God, I love this one. You feel the music. You don't just hear it.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Like this reminds me of one of my personal examples. So I have a habit. So if I have an important meeting or something coming up, there's a video which I watch. I, be, I just don't look at the video. I basically hear to the sound which is there in the video, and like that changes the dynamic dynamics when I'm going and they're talking, it changes the way I talk. Now I understand happens yes (laughs) like this is very amazing and now i wanted to ask you this like how like suppose if i have an important meeting coming up and i'm feeling all down and low and suppose if i'm going through a personal uh, loss or something like some personal loss and your emotional well-being gets completely distorted in that sense as an entrepreneur or as someone who's following their passion apart from the job suppose if you have like you're doing a normal nine-to-five job you had a bad day with your boss but at 5:30 you've got to go back and do what you want to do so mm-hmm. you, what's your take on it how can someone you know uh, enable it more like how how can do you how can you know switch between things better in a better way that is more efficient and it's not like not, there is not should not be a dispelled because of one thing or the other
1: well there's a couple of things that you can do one first of all you need to ask yourself so for example if you if your boss has annoyed you in the afternoon and then you have to go and do like you said in the evening you've got to go and continue working in the evening You need to ask yourself, how affected are you by what your boss has said or done? Because if it's a really big thing to you, is the work you're about to do necessary for you to do in that moment? Do you have to go home that night and work on something? Or can you take time out for yourself, for your mental health and for your well being? Can you actually say, do you know what? I'm not going to be the best version of myself in this meeting tonight. Maybe I book that meeting and give this person, you know, give them a heads up and just say, Hey, just letting you know, something's taken place today. I'm not really in the best place. Could we book this meeting for another day? Nobody's going to say no. You know, me and you had to do that, just getting this podcast booked. And it's, you know, life happens, things happen. And you have to be able to be able to put your boundaries in place and to actually say, I can't do this right now. Because when you do work, you want it to be as best as you can. Now, if there's something that you can't do, that you can't cancel, but you have to go into it, The best thing for you to do would be to switch off from everything around you. And what I mean by that is phone goes on, do not disturb, switch off from the environment around you, sit with that feeling, close your eyes, sit with yourself and say, okay, how do I feel? Not what do I think? How do I feel? Where in my body can I feel the anger? Where in my body can I feel the frustration? Has this boss just said something to me that annoys me or is it attached to something else? Is it because my last boss said the same thing? Has this boss just told me how crap I am? And that's what I hear from my mum all the time. You know, it's always connected to something else. So it's really, you know, useful for you to be able to close your eyes, sit with yourself, just breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, again, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Really get yourself into a space and then feel it. Because once you feel it, every feeling has a beginning, a middle, and an end. So you don't feel crap all the time. Sometimes you might feel great. So you know that your bad feeling might switch on and then you need to feel it and then it can switch off. But the problem that we have is if a bad feeling comes, we try and escape it. So we'll go on our phones, we'll go on our social media, we'll drink something, we'll take drugs, we'll go and try and, you know win a date with the opposite sex just to make ourselves feel better. We'll be on Tinder or whatever it is. We will try so hard to get away from the feeling that we're feeling. And that doesn't mean it goes. It means you're pushing it down. You're pushing it down out of the way, which means it's going to come back up later on. So if if you're not willing to feel your feelings today, you might as well just book them in for next week because they're going to come back up. So it's like you open your diary and say, okay, I can't feel my feelings today, but I'll I'll make time for that next week. You don't want to do that. You want to feel it as soon as it comes up because then you can let it go.
0: That's like this is very amazing. And like when you said, like you you have to address your feelings. You just can't try to escape it or just subside it down. Because I personally feel that I did it the same thing recently and I was trying to, you know, escape it, like not trying to address it. I was trying to run away from it. Okay, okay, fine. Yes. I'll I'll try I'll try and handle it some other day. Or like maybe come like you know, not trying to do it in the in the present you know I was postponing it for the future and like the next morning up when I used to wake up it was the same thing all over again and I'll do the same thing and mm-hmm. as, as yeah so when you I was going through not a personal loss but it was a breakup which I, a bad breakup which happened and then I was trying to subside it for like two months and then later on we realized that if I just accept the fact that it happened and that shit happens in life and then you got to overcome it at some <laughs> point in time then it's it's much better than that way.
1: I'm glad you said that one. There's something that, uh, something that happened to me not too long ago. And uh, I connected with a guy and the following day, very quickly, it was, it was kind of, he disconnected. He didn't want didn't to do anything with me. And there's a part of me, so that's a rejection. Okay. It's just a simple rejection, but there's a part of my mind that says, oh, his loss, You know, I'll get better or she'll, she'll jump into her ego. Then there's another part of my mind that'll be like, he's coming back. I don't matter. You know, you just don't accept the fact that that person just might not want you. So I created these stories in my mind about, you know, what would happen in the future. And I thought, that's. I don't want to do that. I'm just going to sit with this rejection. I'm not going to take myself into the future. I'm not going to say he's an idiot. I'm not going to say he's missing out. I'm not going to say that he needs to come back. I'm going to say nothing. And I'm going to sit with the fact that he doesn't want me yeah that's okay doesn't make me any less of a person doesn't make me unlovable it just means that he I'm not ticking his but it's like when you buy a pair of shoes some you want some you don't it's literally that way and I thought oh okay so I sat with it and to be honest it took me a couple of days to sit with the rejection but when I did I'm now like oh okay next you Know if this this otherwise I could be crying about that for six months.
0: I totally get you. Like mine was like two years, like two years long, and then it suddenly came to an abrupt end. And then and then you later on realize that many of the things like you you discover the lies, okay. When you when you were looking with the rose tinted glasses you think it's everything is like sunshine and rain. It wasn't then you later come on to realize okay, fine, not everything was fine and like some things were off, and you just tried yeah. to
1: op- <laughs> You just ignored the red flags. <laughs>
0: that's very much like you have to understand that you got rejected and that's perfectly okay. And yeah, that's a part of life. That's a part of the whole process. We can go mm-hmm. and that, that's, that's very nice. And yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's like when someone is going through this and like when you said how music, I'm not saying music, how sound and vibrations, you know, like how can you find the perfect, like I have found that video, which I, which I watch when I'm feeling low, when I'm going for something important. How can you find that particular sound or a vibration which, you know, just cheers you up by listening to it or by experiencing it? How, how like, if you have to find something, how do you, like, uh, is there a way we can, you know, approach it? Or, like, is it just randomly it will come up someday?
1: And- well, I'm a believer in the magical universe. So if I need to find something that makes me feel better, I feel like it's going to come. I feel like it's just going to show up somewhere. Whatever I need to fill my day with, you know, magically something will arrive. And, you know, but there is a, you know, I do have a playlist on my Spotify of tracks that I love that I'm like, oh, I just love that. It just instantly takes me somewhere else and I have a playlist. It's as simple as that. If, you, if there's a number of tracks you like, just put them on a playlist. And then if anything does happen, you're like, do you know what? If I can't feel my feelings for whatever reason, you know, it's always, you kind of should really. But if you can't, <laughs> Go to the playlist. Make yourself feel better, but just remember that even though you will be using music to make yourself feel better, and people think there's nothing wrong with that, if you continuously use music to make yourself feel better by ignoring the feelings that you really need to feel, you can also get addicted to music. So you need to think about, you know, is this next track really going to help me and take me somewhere else, or am I better off sitting with the feeling I'm trying to avoid? And then listening to the track after I felt the feeling, you know, because otherwise we can use it continuously to take us out of a fit, take us out of our mood. And that isn't helping us process. That's helping us avoid just as much as an alcoholic drink is or, you know, something else. It's the, the feeling of the music is very important and it's music is powerful. It can make you you know, your hair stand on end and feel incredible. But the idea is to process all the feelings and the uncomfortableness and the awkwardness and the irritability and the frustration inside of ourselves. So then we're not carrying it around. And, and the idea is to let this stuff go, you know, like keep letting it go, keep letting it go until there's no more. But you know, if we avoid it, it doesn't help.
0: But that is very important for, I think, for the emotional well being And like I never realized that music can be addictive too, just like alcohol or any other drink mm-hmm. or any other form of addiction too. So uh, yeah, so as, you, like, as we started with a discussion that, uh, you know, the conditioning which we have in our schools and uh, like, we were, like we are not usually taught that sound and vibrations and the communications 101, we are not taught in the school. And in a similar way, we all are conditioned as per our own education systems in our different countries. So there is a sort of, you know, conditioning which everyone of us is exposed to. And as a kid, we are very susceptible to those things and we take it as like this is the form of the truth. So, and I feel education system does not prepare you for entrepreneurship. And like it's a, it instills in you a sense of beliefs, like a, like a list of beliefs which you'll have later on in your life. And as like the second part of which we're going to discuss, how do we overcome our own emotional setbacks? And, you know, like how, how do we overcome it? How do we work on it? You know, to have this new mindset that, okay, it's okay to take mm-hmm. risks in life because if you go to school, there'll be a certain set of questions which will be appearing in exams. So how do you prepare yourself for that question which you might have never been exposed to and when you're not exposed to handling a different or difficult situation in life, how do you emotionally prepare yourself for that?
1: So the important thing is to remember that you come first. Yeah. You are the most important person in your life, regardless of if you've got kids, if you've got family, whatever it is, you are the most important person and your well being is the biggest priority. Doesn't matter what room you walk into, whether there's Leonardo DiCaprio or, you know, the Dalai Lama, it doesn't matter. You need to feel okay. And in order to get to being okay, life will take you through a number of different scenarios and different ways of treating you so you can grow to be the best version of yourself. So ignoring life and focusing on an entrepreneurial journey isn't going to work. Focusing on entrepreneurial journey above everything else isn't going to work. Focusing on your family instead of yourself isn't going to work. You need to make personal development, and looking after your mental health, the most important thing you do in your life. Because when you do and you really understand how important you are and you understand what works for you and what doesn't and what makes you feel better and what makes you feel worse, when you truly are able to understand yourself, it doesn't matter what life puts in your way. You are working on handling anything. So it doesn't matter whether it's a a question that's just sent you a million miles away on an exam or whether it's your, you know, your mother-in-law or whether it's your parents who want you to get married. But, you know, you're there trying to create a career, regardless of the situation, your mental health is the most important thing. And that will annoy some other people. That will really let other people down. But you have to feel well. You have to understand what works for you and what doesn't. And then you can be the best version of yourself. Then you can handle any question. Then you can handle the mother-in-law or the, you know, the, the parents who want you to get married. And you know, you've got to find this one and this one. And it's got to be related to some astrological sign. And you, you, there's all these things that, you know, when people think that about marriage and, it, you know, you're just like, well, actually, I just, I just want to be me just just now. I just want to be me, myself. And then, you know, if my signs and astrology matches up with my perfect partner, then I'll let the universe and God take care of that one. But you need to take care of you. It does make a
0: lot of sense, because when you said about the partner's part, like parents asking you to get married, it's something which I'm going through personally, right? I, <laughs> I can truly understand that it's very important to have yourself as, as a main concern, like you should be your top priority. And you know, not mm-hmm. not let other things around you. Not sometimes it's the closest, like the people who are closest to you, fail to understand you. And at that point of time, you I feel you really feel let down. But I yeah. I think that's okay because everyone has their own set of beliefs and they try to see you from a different perspective. And it's not necessary that you share the same perspective. And. Yeah that that does make a lot of sense when you say that like you have to keep yourself on the priority and that is that is why like emotional well being is so important because unless you're emotionally stable and then it becomes difficult to handle the different aspects of life.
1: It does especially with parents as well. If you've our parents because they've brought us up they believe they know us better than we know ourselves. But they don't know all of who we are and what we want to become. So there's you know there's patience and there's respect and there's love and and peace that you have to go out in those situations but especially I, I think so you know especially in India where parents want their children to marry by a certain time and all this different stuff that's great in an ideal world but I think now India's you know the, the the kids and the young people in India have got such a rebellious way of living and they can do anything they want in the world now and it's you know it's much different to when it was before so you're looking at society pressures and you're looking at parental pressures and, and when they feel like they're running out of time and everybody else has got married, but my son's still not married and why is this? And they see it as a personal failure. It's not your problem it's not your failure. You are not a failure to your parents. You are simply being the best version of yourself. That wasn't what they planned for you, but doesn't make you a failure. They would love to see you married, but you want to be happy within yourself first. So I know most Indian parents would probably hate me by now, but that's okay. I don't don't mind. But if you are having that stress, you need to make sure you're the right husband. You need to make sure you're going to be happy for your wife. You're going to be a good catch. You know, you need to be able to survive. You need to thrive. You need to afford things. That's only going to work if you know how to work, and I mean on yourself, not actually just at business. So, priority self self work is number one.
0: That's so true. I, I'm pretty amazed by the way, like you understand Indian culture. Have you been to
1: before? <laughs> I've never been. Never been. No, uh, I have uh, an Indian friend. And uh, (laughs) I've I've got more than one actually, but um, yeah, no, I, one of my best friends is Indian and uh, there's a lot of pressure there. I've also watched uh, a few things on TV that have led me to understand um, that. And I, I just find it fascinating. Um, I truly do. Uh, And it's just, for me, I I understand it very well because I look into lots of, lots of spiritual things as well. And I understand, uh, I understand the need to be seen In amongst so many people, obviously, in the way in India, you obviously you've got your class system and all of that stuff as well. So I understand that that the need to be seen and the need to be kind of accepted by your peers. But to put that onto your child, I think is quite cruel. I think if your, your internal pressures, like if I can't deal with my own pressure, I'm not going to give them to my son or daughter. You know, I'm not going to give them to my parents. They're my pressures. They're what I need to work on. And uh, the problem now is, you do have rebellious, you know, younger teens in in India that are growing up thinking, "Hell no, I can do what I want. I can game for as long as I want. I can go, you know, I can go and be a doctor if I want to, but I'd prefer to do, you know, do gaming or computers or whatever it is they want to do." And there's every opportunity in the world now for these kids to go and live a different life and it's not about just getting married first and foremost so because society's changed and and the world has changed at large our way of dealing with it and our expectations have to change as well because they don't fit there's no logical space for them to go into so one has to give and the world's not going to give the world's going to keep spinning and the kids are going to keep growing and people are going to keep doing their own things so the parents need to be like oh okay might need to take my foot off the pedal because if you let go a little bit, then things can grow. But if you're, you know, suffocating things, that's not going to work.
0: That's so, like I'm pretty much amazed as you understand the Indian marriage. Like, system, <laughs> and like you understand, there are different, uh, you know, divisions in it. And I, I like to tell that that was one of the reasons why it fell apart, why my relationship fell apart,
1: that the mm-hmm. caste
0: was the issue. So,
1: uh, right, okay. I'm truly
0: amazed by the way you understand it. And like, I think it's much better than many of my peers or parents will understand in ways. Yeah, that's truly, you know, humbling to know that you understand it so well. So, uh, that, like I want to understand like how like, what was the challenges you faced while you were trying to create Iron Sound? And what are the major challenges you faced? How did you overcome them? And like, if, you, if you can just share some of the few instances with us.
1: One of the major challenges I faced, I think, in all honesty, is, is money. Um, is having such a big vision and a big dream and then not having the bank account to match my, <laughs> my big dream. Um, that's quite hard because you feel like you are less than, you feel like you're not good enough, you feel like you're not strong enough, you feel like you could do better, you feel like you failed yourself and your family and your friends. You are essentially taking on the role of being a provider, even though you haven't got consistent money coming in. So you employ people to support you on your journey because you need their help. So you can't not employ them. But then once you've employed 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 them, they rely on you, as any employer would, for money at the end of every month to feed their families, to feed themselves, to, you know, house themselves. And that, you know, you are becoming a big mum or a big dad or whatever it is to other people, you know, energetically. As the provider. And that was quite stressful for me on my back. And I had a, you know, I had a number of months where it was just tough because I was waking up every day feeling in resistance, knowing I loved my project, knowing I wanted to do things, knowing I could succeed. But thinking i may fail because i don't have the right money flow i may fail because my relationship to money isn't as strong enough as it is what it could be so i had to really you know face all of my money demons you know if you owe people money it's awkward it's it's not a nice feeling but you know you have to just own up about that and say hey i don't have the money don't you know don't kill me but i don't have the money right now but i will do my best to get it for you and i i worked a long time without having another job so I made this 100% my focus and in, in another business I had before this one that, um, it didn't fail cause it's still in R and D phase, but, um, I had to just put it to one side because emotionally I couldn't handle the stress of it. I had to let it drop until I could come back to it. And that was so hard because I also had to let go and, you know, and letting go of something that, you know, could work if you had the right money that's also hard. It was just, and I thought, you know, I just need to concentrate on myself. So I focused on getting some work for myself and some money for me to coming in. So because the thing is, when you're an entrepreneur, if you haven't got money for yourself to live on, that's one thing. And then you need money for your business to live on. That's two things. But most entrepreneurs treat that as one thing combined. And that's where the mistake comes from. Because once you've got money for yourself and you can maintain yourself, then it doesn't matter so much if you don't have money for the business because you can still eat and live. (laughs) If you don't have money to eat and live and you feel personally like you're under attack and then you've got a business also under attack, you're in double the trouble. So my advice would be, you know, and... and. I mean this and I wish I'd have taken my own advice and other people's advice in the beginning is I wish I'd have never let my own income go. I wish I'd not have given a business a hundred percent of my time, effort and money because I needed to survive and I, I wasn't thriving. I literally was in a state of survival, but my body was constantly stressed and it put me into a worse state. And even if you've just got a part-time job that you don't love, but it's a part-time job that's bringing you in money, keep it. Figure out a way of keeping it or get another one that's just, you know, pays the same money, but might make you a little bit happier. You know, you might not want to work in a supermarket, but you might love working in a coffee shop because, you know, you're dealing with different people every day and it's a bit of a smaller environment. Whatever it is, make it work somehow because when you jump off the big Diving board and dive straight into it, you can be rushed with excitement and it might be amazing. And yes, that's brilliant. But if you've got no money to sustain yourself, it's like jumping off the diving board when there's no water in the swimming pool. It hurts. So, and there's nowhere to swim to because there's no water. You're literally going at the hard pace if you survive. So, for me, the idea would be you know, if my recommendation is for anyone, make sure you have money that you've got consistently, even if it's just three or 400 pounds a month, it's something because also energetically, when you talk about sound and vibration, energetically, if you look at the law of attraction, like attracts like, if you've got no money whatsoever, the chances of you attracting money is very little. But if you have some money, and there's a book out about this, um, I forgot what his name is, Stuart Wilde, and it's called The Trick to Money is Having Some. Okay. What he means by that is having a small amount that you don't spend, even if it's just fifty quid, you don't spend. You just have that money. It's always there. That is a magnet for more, more money coming in. And I, I, used to talk about this, but it never, I never really applied it. And now I've applied it. I've got a little bit of money that's sat there, and you know I may owe money out to different people at different times for different things, but that money is not going to be touched. I won't use that money. That is my magnet money. That is my little bit that stays there that is never spent. It is just there because I need it to actually vibrationally attract money because otherwise, if you feel like you've got nothing, then you're going to attract nothing. Okay,
0: this, this has been the most amazing discussion we have had here. I was coming up to this question only, like uh, what do you, what you would suggest if there is someone who wants to quit their job and you know, like completely dedicated to their passion and you answered it so perfectly and like uh, I can see the, uh, the emotions which you had while you were discussing about this and like they were, they were raw And it's so amazing to learn to hear from someone who has actually done it, you know. And like people mm-hmm. always say that you should go do it completely, you should leave the job, you should follow your passion. But then there is a reality and a practical side of life too, which hits you hard if you are not paying attention mm-hmm. to it. And we're yeah. really feel that, like that, that you share your own experiences with us. Yeah.
1: And, so there's something yeah. I wanted actually just to add on to that. Is something I wrote about a while ago. When you have a dream and you've got this big idea and this big dream and you think, oh my God, yeah, this is going to be amazing. And, you know, off you go with your dream enthusiasm and your passion. Passion can run out very quickly. Okay. Okay. What works for you is self-discipline and accomplishments and appreciation passion you can get exhausted with your passion and move on to the next and move on to the next but if you feel accomplished with what you're doing if you feel like you've succeeded in some way you'll keep going and you'll keep moving because it's something to look behind and think yes I did that I can do it again so it gives you confidence something for me was a very big difference is I was thought I was chasing my dreams for a long time and I was but they didn't last because I had so much resistance and pressure and I'd made it so big in my mind that this was my dream and I told everyone around it and I about it and I couldn't not do it because it was my dream and I felt like I failed if I hadn't. When I, I had a back injury, I, I laid in bed and I had to be in bed for around six months. And I remember saying, oh my God, my dream's fallen flat on its face. Not, I can't do anything. And then I thought, do you know what? The difference between a dream and an idea is very big now a dream comes with an awful lot of pressure it comes with a whole different lifestyle but if you've just got an idea and it's just an idea and it kind of works and then you do it and then it kind of finds something else that works and you find another idea that attaches to it and you just keep having ideas but they actually work you're not building a dream you're just flowing with an idea And the universe will flow back to you in the same way because you're not in resistance to that idea because you just keep having them and you keep feeling abundant. But if it's a dream, it attacks your ego, your livelihood, it attacks your personality, it it attacks everything around you because you've made it so big. Sometimes it's so big you can't even get over it. But if it's just an idea, you can have an idea any day of the week. Ideas are easy. And they come and they go. And you. there's no attachment to them. There's no emotional attachment to them. You're just like, oh God, really good idea. Let's see if that works. And it does. Next. Next idea. So just keep having ideas rather than chasing your passions and your dreams.
0: Wow. I mean, like, that is going to be one of the headings which we're going to use. <laughs> so amazing. I'm like, that's a completely new perspective. And personally, for me also, I mean, like, I've never had this perspective of idea versus a dream. I always had that dream thing in my mind that this is my dream, this is my passion, I'm going to go do this, do this. You know, I feel now when you say idea, I think it's just breaking down, breaking it down and trying to connect the dots. It's not like... Exactly that just like about enjoying the whole journey which is
1: going to come up with it because there's no no failure from an idea you people have ideas all the time and they don't work and you're like okay next like you don't fail an idea it's just an idea but when you have a dream you know so many people that failed their dream and then you can't fail yours because your whole life depends on it and you're emotionally attached to it and then your family want you to do it and you've told everyone you're going to dream it's such a ball ache you're like oh it's exhausting before you even begin. It can be very exciting, but it can get quickly very exau- sorry very exhausting very quickly.
0: Yeah, it just wears you out. I feel after a point in time.
1: Yeah,
0: it reminds me of that famous quote by Steve Jobs that you can you cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can only really connect them looking backwards. And like I think that falls in perfect sync with this.
1: It's also when you look at it in the fact that people always say, "Oh, chasing your dreams." Have you ever chased something? It's exhausting. So the idea—they don't say catching dreams; it's chasing dreams. Everyone's chasing dreams. I don't want to chase. I just want ideas. And if the right thing, the universe will bring me what I need. And if it comes to me, there's no running. There's no chasing. If it comes yeah. to me, then I'll action it. You know. Yes. Different approach entirely.
0: I'm right now speechless of what you've said. I've never. <laughs> And I'm definitely going to change my perspective of looking towards things now. So, uh, when you say law of attraction and the same thing, like, uh, what do you feel as per you? The law of attraction is like chasing your dream or you're like letting the ideas come to you? Because attraction, law of attraction says if you just think Mm -hmm. it enough, like if if you're thinking about it and you're working off it, it'll come off. It will like, it'll work out.
1: So, there's parts of law of attraction that most people don't know. And they think if you have this idea, it will turn up. In some cases, you can have such a strong idea or a strong emotional attachment to something that it does in fact show up and that has happened and that's why people talk about it in the way that they do but usually the things that we attract when in that kind of scenario they don't last And the reason they don't last is because we're not emotionally and vibrationally ready to sustain that. So it might come into our reality out of synchronicity, but whether we're willing to handle it and whether we're willing to hold on to it, and if we can actually step up and be exactly what it needs us to be, is a whole different ballgame entirely. So the idea is that when you have an idea, for example, say you want some money, okay? So you need a certain amount of money coming in. Your law of attraction is that you put it out to the universe that you would like to receive some money. So there you are presenting it to the world and you're thinking, it's going to come, it's going to come, it's going to come. Secondly, what happens, that's the law of attraction. Secondly, there's something called the law of opposites. The law of opposites is literally everywhere we live in is it is like a, a field of information around us. If we say we want money, what happens is the law of opposites attracts exactly the opposite to what we want. So you might get a bill through, or you might somebody might want to borrow money rather than you receiving it. Something like that. It's the exact opposite to what you actually wanted. And what happens and the reason this happens is because you need to learn how to maintain your vibration. You need to stay in alignment with what you truly want. Now, if you've asked for money but then a bill's come, what what kind of mood are you going to be in? Are you going to be happy? No, you're going to be angry because you you originally wanted money. So that shows you where you are, vibration. If you're not joyful and grateful for what you have, that money's not going to stay around. That money's never going to get to you because you can't even be grateful for what you do have. So when you approach the law of attraction, you say, okay, this is what I want. I want money, which is your law of attraction. The second thing is your law of opposites, which is that you get a bill or something. Now, the third law is the law of discernment. And the law of discernment means that you have to recognize that you've just attracted the exact opposite, which means the law's working because you're going up the ladder in the process. But what it means is that you have to realize that you can still attract what you want. You can still have faith. You can still be patient. But what you've probably attracted is the exact opposite, which means there's somewhere in your field where you're not doing what you should be doing by ignoring that bill, but expecting money to come from elsewhere that's not right. There's not a balance there. So the universe is showing you by the opposite where you need to work. So it's saying, okay, well, you want money, but you've got a bill. You've got to pay that first. And you're like, oh, damn. So you have to pay that first, but you have to then remain positive. So you've got your law of attraction. Then you've got your law of opposites. Then you've got your law of discernment by knowing that this is going on. doesn't mean you're not going to get money. It just means that you've got to recognize the process. Then after your law of discernment, you've got your law of joy. So basically, you're literally you're you know you're going into your gratitude. You, regardless of whether you've got a bill, you're grateful. You're super happy. I can get this money. I know this money is coming in. This is going to happen. It will be fine. I can keep going. Your positivity, your gratitude, is what raises the vibration into joy. And when you're in that space, you then need your law of patience. And your law of patience is the one that goes on and on and on. And regardless of the amount of time from when you asked to when you receive. You have to stay grateful. And if you can stay grateful, which is the key to life, you will get all you need. If you don't, you won't because you failed the game. I, I just, I'm so
0: touched with what you said. I literally had goosebumps because <laughs> I'll be really honest here right now because I feel on a personal note, I needed to hear this, okay? I, and as you said, like, this is something which has, like, you know, I feel this is the this is universe telling me that you needed to talk to Nat today. <laughs> 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 need to hear these things and apply it in your personal life because i've been doing see I'm, i'll just open up because i've uh, i don't want like you know just to be pretentious on an, an interview because mm-hmm. I the crux of the interview is that you're honest about it so i just said i've not applied any of these things like okay? i wanted certain things when i said i wanted to ask you about job because i was planning to leave that you know like mm-hmm. maybe within a week i might have done that but now i'm not going to do. Thanks to you. And like the, the grateful part is that I feel I've not been grateful to what I received in life, okay, which is much better. And like many people might be really happy with it, and I have not been grateful, and I surely switch on to that. And it's yeah. been- amazing talking to you and that and like uh, uh, yeah so i just wanted to ask like if somebody wants to you know reach out to you and you know like know more about i'm sound how can they reach out to you and like
1: yeah no problem i uh so you can find me on the website so it's uh iamsoundacademy.com is the website for that. But then I also have my personal website, which is uh, where's natat.com, which I'll give you the things to put in the links below. Um, so yeah, one of them is about personal responsibility where I, I teach this kind of stuff. And the other one is I Am Sound, uh, which is the radio station, which is, you yeah. know, teaching everyone because it is effectively a radio station um, as well as a, a place for you to learn about sound. Um, so yeah, reach out at either of those places. I don't have any social media um as such i don't have any tiktok snapchat facebook instagram twitter don't agree with any of those so i don't have them but i do have a linkedin um not that i really use it that much but you are more than welcome to reach out on there as well it's nat rich on there um and drop me a message
0: and yeah just uh, one more quick uh, for uh, all the listeners like how can iron sound help them you know in their entrepreneurial journey and how can it help them become a better person in general
1: just knowing that you have power but you're greater than you really thought. Knowing that you have power helps you through anything in life. So when it comes to I am sound, people can download our app. They can get it from the, from the play store or the app store or whatever. Um, and it's literally just I am sound radio, but it's, we just play happy music. We just play music that makes us feel good. So you can come to the app and do that if you want. But I would just say, find some music that you love. Keep playing the music that you love. Keep connecting to music. Don't just pretend music's something else. It's it's part of you. It's who you are. It's part of everything that you do. Create playlists for your day. Create playlists to work against. Create playlists for when you're driving. Create a playlist for when you're in the bath. Create one for when you just want to feel happy. Become more music. Become who you really are and just get in that vibration because that's what the world's going round on. Just carry that on become the music as often as you can. And you are, you know, your sound. It's enough. It's simple.
0: Yeah, that's so amazing. Thank you so much, Nara, for our show. No
1: problem. Thank you
0: you so much for sharing all those amazing insights you had uh, and like it, it helped me personally also and like i'll truly admit it it <laughs> helped me personally also to grow and be a better person going further and uh, it was amazing having you up with us and we look forward to host you again uh thank you and with a different topic and definitely we'll learn more about i am sound with you
1: thank you so that much. would be fantastic thank you so much
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of M-Square Podcast. And thank you, Miss Natrich, for giving us your time and giving us your expertise and how sound can influence our daily personal and both professional, uh, professional and personal life. Thank you so much for letting us into your, your world, sharing your stories with us. It has been an absolute pleasure. And this episode has been really insightful for me on how I can, you know, change some of my verbal cues to change the entire atmosphere in a meeting room and you know crack that particular client or crack that particular deal. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. It has been an absolute pleasure hosting you on our show. Thank you so much, Ms. Nat, for giving us your time and allowing us to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much. And now we would like to thank all our listeners for giving us their unending support and love and you know encouragement throughout we have crossed the 15000 downloads mark and this is a special moment for us because when we began a year and a half back uh, on 23rd of July 2020, which is a personally very important day to me. So we never envisioned this would come true and this, you know, it felt like a Mount Everest we were trying to climb. But it's it's a very proud and it's a very humbling moment, you know, to reach 15,000 plus downloads. And, and thank you so much for everyone. It has been an absolute pleasure hosting some of the most eminent personalities from India and abroad. We have hosted some of the big Indian movie celebrities like Mr. Shruti Mr. Kunal Bakshi, and then we have hosted some leading influencers uh, from India, and we got a chance to host Mr. Prabhakar Rao, who is the... What, Paralympics 2021 Tokyo Paralympics 2021 India Badminton Gold medal winning Coach Who has brought Gold medals Into the Indian Badminton team We got a chance To host him That audio episode Is coming out soon The video podcast Episode is already Live on our YouTube channel At M Square Podcast On YouTube Do check it out We have over 2000 views on that Already It's Doing great And thank you so much Guys for you know showering all your Love and support We would like to Get your feedback On the kind of Content you are Trying to to you you want us to curate it has been a very uh roller coaster ride of India we won the best podcast for marketing and entrepreneurship uh in India in the India Youth Icon Awards and then we became a part of the IFP that is Indian Film Project, Spotify pot, first ever podcast labs in India and that was a huge uh huge booster to our you know morales and that was one of the uh, memories which we we'll look back to into this year you can find out the video podcast episodes of this audio podcast which you're listening to on Spotify Apple podcast and the eight of the mediums which are which we are on uh, you can find out their video versions on YouTube we have launched some of the some of those episodes we are you know trying to curate more of the video content and release on our YouTube and Instagram channels we have released M square shorts on an Instagram channel you can follow us on Instagram at M Square podcast uh, for all the current updates and you know uh, the content which we are releasing specifically for the Instagram medium. So we are trying to curate a community for the marketing and entrepreneurship uh, community, and uh, we are trying to we're trying to create a platform where people can share their stories, get their startup uh, you know the kick which they need, share their story with people so they can have m- much much more people and thank you so much guys for you know giving us your support do listen to us do share this episode of us with anyone who you feel this episode can be of value do share it with your friends and family so that we get the much needed motivation to create much more impacting and powerful content thank you so much guys and until next time stay quirky stay different and this is your host Anurag Malik signing off for this episode thank you so much